Hello, hello, my beautiful people. Welcome to this new day, to this new podcast, Inner Space of Mind Soul Academy. This is your host, Natalie Reese, and those who know me know that I am passionate about spirituality and anything that means going into deep conversation. In this podcast, I want to create the space to bring heaven down to earth with strategies and teachings from coaching, Hasidut, and Kabbalah, and super practical tools to live from within. Don't miss it. Enjoy. Please leave me your comments, subscribe, and let us do the work. Welcome to our first episode of this podcast in English of Mind Soul Academy. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I can't even begin telling you how many years I've been dreaming of the day that I'm going to start doing everything I do in English also. I've been doing for eight years a podcast in Spanish, and it has been actually a big success. It was a podcast, more of a recording through WhatsApp and, you know, a, a broadcast group. Everything very simple, everything very innocent, everything very much from the heart wanting to offer and give you um, what I have, what I learn, I teach the way I like to learn. And I want to tell you a little bit about myself, a little bit about all this project of Mind Soul Academy. So I am actually passionate, literally passionate about learning, learning the deeper meaning of life. I study and teach Kabbalah for over 20 years. I am a big, big, uh, you know, a big promoter of actually going deep through your mind. And I want to teach you. I want to share with you. I want us to be together in this journey of really, really, really questioning and finding answers and, and doing the thing I love the most, which is getting those aha moments that actually can change your life and can change your perception of life and go through your mind, like question, go deep, don't be, don't be afraid and really find your way through your mind to your soul. Because one of my slogans is that when you When you really uh, cultivate your mind, you can make your soul shine. And just to be more acquainted with the terms, because terminology is a big thing, I think that we have to understand that we live in an, in an era where, as opposed to where when I was very young, you know, that I was definitely full of questions, but I had no one to ask and, and I didn't know what to ask or where to get the answers. We live in an era that we can ask, we can find stuff, we can really go into courses and buy books and get mentors and teachers and coaches. And I'm one of them. I help a lot of people. I teach a lot of people. I learn from people. I have my own coach. I have my own uh, group of mentors that I really hold in very high esteem. So we live in an era where it's possible. So my idea, my intention with this space is to be that person that maybe you can go for it for reference, or if you want to stay in touch with me and ask me more questions. And it would be such an honor for me because really, I don't think it would be fair that whatever I learn, I keep for myself. So I really want to share it with you. I want you to be 
uh, open and create that vessel in order for you to receive that wisdom, that understanding, that clarity about your own life, about life in general, about our bodies, our souls, our minds. And that's one of the reasons I called my baby or my project Mind Soul Academy. First of all, because it's through the mind that we reach our soul, like I've already said, and also Academy because we're going to learn. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to go into deep stuff, but also I'm going to keep it real. I don't believe in just, you know, gathering information and being very wise in terms of, you know, books and, 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 and matter, like, you know, just to get material in your brain, but actually how to actualize it in your life, how to integrate it in your life. That is my main thing. That is how I live. And that's how I want to create this, this possibility for you too. So to begin, and first things first, today is the beginning of something, not only the beginning of this new podcast, it's also the beginning of a new month. In Kabbalah, one of the beliefs is that the new month offers a whole lot of channels to connect to yourself, to the world, and to our creator. So this new month has something even more special than any other month. Why? Every month in Hebrew, the, the word month, it's called Chodesh. In Hebrew also, we take the root of each word and we break it or we extracted in order to understand what is this month all about. In the word Chodesh, which means month, if we take the root, is a three-letter word that says Chadash, which is new, meaning every month brings a newness, a new beginning, a new opportunity, new channels, something we can actually activate and tap into in order to receive a new energy. And this specific month, it's the month of Adar. It's actually a month that we call the month of happiness. Um, each month has a specific connotation, a specific holiday that follows it, um, a specific uh, energy that comes with it. And the month of Adar, it says that the moment you reach Adar, you have to increase in happiness. Now, happiness is a big thing. And that's what I want to talk about in this podcast, because... That is a thing that is so controversial and so spoken about. And there is this hype of like being high and being happy and happiness is the thing. And we have to be happy and happy and happy. And it's kind of like, it has become a little bit of a annoying thing. Like, well, I'm not happy. So allow me not to be happy as well. But that's why one of the things that it says in the Talmud is that the definition or the uh, understanding of terminology is actually the beginning of wisdom. Why? Because we say happy, 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 and we throw it around as if it's something so simple. Well, it is simple. It has that duality. It, it, it is very simple, but it's also something that we have to learn how to do. Happiness, my beautiful people, I want to break it to you. It's not a feeling. Happiness is a state of mind. Yes, a state month. What do I mean by that? So they say you have to be happy, right? Be happy, be happy. Oh, be happy, not feel happy. You don't hear so often, oh, do you feel happy? They say, are you happy? 
it's a state. It's a state that you're in. You are in a state of happiness. And not necessarily you feel happy. And that's what made me, you know, think so many things about the theme I want to, you know, I want to start my podcast with and why starting with this. So first of all, let me tell you that as a human being, as a mother, as a wife, as a woman, I struggle. I struggle like everyone struggles. Sometimes I struggle, I think, a lot more. You know, we all think like that, that when we struggle, we are the only ones struggling and no one understands us. But seriously, sometimes I have struggles that I I, I really don't know how I'm going to, you know, go through or really pass the test, as we say. And right now, it's that kind of situation. I'm not in the best time of my life. Not going to go into details right now, but but I'm working through it and I'm working with it and I'm working uh, in myself and through myself. I'm letting it really go through me. And I'm actually investigating. I'm, I'm, I'm really tapping into that place of curiosity, of knowing why am I feeling like this? What is it that I'm feeling? Um, when does it come up? And I'm a big, big fan of journaling. I'm a big fan of meditating, even if it's not in a meditative state where you go into this deep transcendental meditation or you go into alpha or beta or delta mode, but the meditation of like maybe just sitting quietly with yourself and trying to gather your thoughts, understand them, make some sense of what's going on because gosh, sometimes like we have all these things happening and we don't even know where to start. You know, like once um, a colleague of mine said, you know, it's like, Coming to a coaching session, it's coming with a big bulk of thread all messed up. And then the coach, what, what does, it it helps the, the coachee just pull that one string out of their minds or, or their thought process and start like, you know, like opening up the possibility of order. It's just a possibility of order. And I want to say, that although, yes, these are normal states and some people have it harder, or at least we think they have it harder, or we think we have it harder, and I know life can throw at you a lot of things, I want to say that happiness, that famous happiness we talk about, that it's not, you know, like some people may think that it's overrated, like, oh, happy, be happy, uh, only be happy because I'm happy, you know, the song and everything, like... It could be even annoying for people who are feeling overwhelmed or feeling sad or feeling, you know, like they're losing their minds, like literally. Uh, I want to say that for all of you, for all of us struggling, the fact that you can be happy regardless of what you're going through, and although you're going through what you're going through, you still can be happy. Those were very big news for me. And that's why I want to share it with you. I want to share it from my personal perspective. I want to share it from the Kabbalah perspective. And I want to share it from the metaphysical or, you know, like um, neuroscientific perspective. Because a lot of times we don't really know how to, you know, reconcile those, those two extremes. Like, wait, I have to be happy all the time. That in itself can make you lose your mind. Because you don't have to be happy, but know that you can be happy regardless of what you're going through, regardless of how messy you are and how much your life is a mess and a chaos and you're going through things and you're having struggles and 
finances and 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 with your intimacy or your children or your boss or your whatever it is that you're going through know that you can still raise above that situation and be happy how so let us understand a little bit about happiness so happiness has this tricky thing because we think right that being happy means i'm always singing i'm smiling i'm 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 i'm, I'm full of zest for life i'm all pumped up we think that that's a happy person so much so that when we see a happy person like that we can even get intimidated like oh my gosh like what's like um, is something wrong with me or what did this guy smoke or what did they take because like I'm going through all these terrible things and I feel so low and so down. And here this person's like, like, oh, they're so lucky or, oh, they're just immature. or Oh, maybe their life is easier, right? Like we love, we love to judge and to put into boxes and put them stickers and with a Sharpie write what kind of category they fit in, you know? But one of the things that Kabbalah teaches is that happiness is possible for every single person because happiness is the natural state of being. Ta-da! Big news, right? Happiness is the natural state of being. What do I mean by that? Okay. When we were born, we were little babies, perfectly fine. The world was beautiful. We started to breathe, we started to see light, we started to develop, we had hopefully loving parents, loving siblings, or an environment that nurtured and you know provided all our needs. But even if not, a child naturally is happy because a child feels connected. A child feels in its essence, there's no there's no dirt, there's no prejudice, there's no judgment, there's no insecurity. A child is perfectly in its essence, shining. That's why when you see a child, you cannot help but smile because a child has this capacity to make you forget for a second how hard life can be and remind you of what? of innocence, of curiosity, of that place that's natural in you, the place of connection. Okay, so a child can be very selfish. And of course a child is happy, you may say, because a child is only getting, getting, getting. It doesn't have to give, it doesn't have to pay bills, it doesn't have to do anything, fine. Fine, you can say that. But let's look at the child as a soul, as a, as a little teeny perfect body that carries a soul that is coming here to begin a journey and that that happiness that you know that 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 discovery that excitement about everything you know the light in the eyes when they discover for the first time a tree or a bird or a cow and the first time when they taste something how they're they're like really savoring it and the first time they they say a word how everyone gets excited or when they give their first step or when the first tooth comes out okay so it comes with pain here and there but basically a child teaches us that this is our natural state so to begin with let me tell you and share with you that this month, 
actually brings the good news that we have the possibility to connect to our innocence and our curiosity that is innate to us. It's natural to us. And that's that's something that we must, we must really um we must take into consideration because in any state of change, in any state of becoming, of transitioning, of transforming, of growth, you need a certain kind of innocence. And innocence can be also understood as faith. Faith that my life has a purpose. The same faith that that child has, that when he cries or she cries, they're gonna be fed and they're gonna be held and they're gonna be changed because that's who they know they are, that they deserve the goodness, they deserve the love, regardless if they're gonna get it or not, they are waiting for it. And that is what we have to tap into. Tap into that innocence that if we're here, it's because our life has a purpose and we're gonna be provided for it and everything is gonna work out. And I know it's not easy. It's, or maybe it is easy, it's just not simple. Or maybe it's simple, but it's not easy. However you want to take it. It's it's a process. It's a process of cognition, understanding, recognizing that, okay, I'm more than just my problems. My life has to mean more than my challenges and my setbacks and my losses and my, you know, my, my traits that, that get me stuck and my procrastination or my imposter syndrome or my... Uh, perfectionism or whatever it is that you have, it has to be more than that. And that takes an innocence to, to dare to believe, just like the child, yeah? In this month also, interesting, um, the month is called Adar, and it has uh, like a slogan. The month starts with a slogan that the moment Adar comes, you must increase in joy. Joy in, um, in Hebrew is simcha, simcha. It's like four letter word that when you turn it around, besimcha, in happiness, you must increase in happiness, besimcha. If you turn it around, it's machshava, it's thought. Wow. Meaning that I'm not so wrong when I say that in order to be happy, to be in a state of happiness, you have to be in a state of mind of happiness. It's not just feeling happy. Because that's great. I mean, you have like little flashes in your day or in your life or in your month of like, you see a person you love, you get a hug, you get a, uh, you know, you get a delicious coffee with a croissant and you get, uh, you know, you get a hug from someone that you didn't see in a long time. You get a phone call. So these are little things that can make you joyful, can make you feel joy. But it's like very, very ephemeral. Like it just like goes in a flash and just disappears. To be in a state of happiness you have to be in a state of mind of happiness. And why the mind is so powerful when it comes to being happy? Because our mind is the epicenter of our life. Like literally everything happens over here. The way we think, the way we process, the way we we have, you know, these paradigms, the way we, we actually decipher life. It all goes through our minds, right? So in this month, we are asked to take very good care of how we're going to think. Because if we want to be besimcha in a state of happiness, we have to be in the machshava, in the thought of happiness. And what are happy thoughts? 
So everybody knows what happy thoughts are for them, whether it is to imagine you're in the Bahamas or in Bali or just drinking your delicious cocktail or you're with a person you love or you're skiing or you're, you know, you're sunbathing or you're in a jacuzzi or you're just resting with a good book, you know, and you're not, you know, like you're just cozy and in and, and a winter day, whatever it is for you. And that still, it's not really a state of happiness because that's something external. And I even would say that we have to be careful with that because a lot of times we kind, kind of imagine what would make us happy. And it's always something that if it would happen, if I would have, if I could buy, if I could be with someone X or Y, and, and that will make me happy. And I want to say that according to every single philosopher, every single po single poet, every single person that has written or studied happiness, they can tell you that happiness doesn't happen outside of you. Things, places, vacations, uh, you know, like purchases do not make you happy. They do not. I think I heard once uh, John Kerry, if I'm not mistaken, I hope that I'm not mistaken, he said that he wishes everyone to be multi-billionaires in order for them to know that happiness does not come from being a millionaire. So yeah, you would say it's, you know, it's it's happier to cry in a Ferrari than it is in the in the bus, you know, in the public bus. Yeah, okay, it could be more comfortable. It could buy you comfortability, it could buy you services, it could buy you uh, a nice spacious home, it could buy you a nice, you know, car, but the happiness cannot be bought. The happiness cannot be acquired. The happiness has to come from within, meaning we have that muscle, we just have to strengthen it. And, and also we have to break the myth that in order to be happy or to be in a state of happiness, we have to always hold the, 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 you know, the excitement and we have to always smile and we have to always be like jumpy and, and all positive. Like we can't talk negative and we can't get upset and we can't be sad, you know, cause you're happy. You're happy. You have to be happy. So you can't be anything else. And no, it's not mutually exclusive. You can be happy and still feel sadness and feel sorrow and feel upsetness and feel frustration because it's not, again, it's not a feeling, it's a state of mind. So when you're in a state of mind of happiness, all the other things can just come and go. You understand what an amazing thing this is? You understand how much power we have? I don't think we understand it. I don't think we understand it. We give it, you know, we, 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 we wish for happiness, but I don't think it's happiness we wish for. We want to know the secret to acquiring the happiness, to be in a state of mind of happiness. We want to know how to really get to that state where um, my life matters, where I matter. And um, and you know, and 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 one of the questions I think that come up a lot, especially in my coaching, you know, uh, with my coaches, it's like. I just, I just want to know that my life matters, that my life has a purpose, that I'm here for a reason, that it's more than just survive and, and perish. And actually, although the, the answers can, you know, they're not always very clear because we have all these questions like, you know, so what am I, what I'm doing? Does it matter? Is it really important? Is it really part of my mission? Is it really what I came to do? And, and of course the answer in general is yes. 
but we have to break it down and see exactly, you know, where are the downfalls and where are the, the obstacles, et cetera. But I want to say that your main purpose, my main purpose, our main purpose as the creation is to be happy. That's all we came to be. And like I said at the beginning, how are we happy? Connecting to our innocence. And how do we connect to that innocence? We have to make a conscious decision to let go of anything that becomes an obstacle to reach that innocence. We have to let go of grudges that don't serve us. We have to let go of the past that just is gone. We have to let go of the fear and the anxiety in the future that hasn't yet come. We have to be just like a baby. How is a baby? Is a baby worrying that, oh, I had two diapers ago, I had a bad one? Or is the baby just caring what happens now? Is they Are they worried, oh, is my mom gonna go and leave me with a babysitter? Or they're just enjoying themselves perfectly in this moment. That is where happiness happens. That is to be in, in a state of happiness is to be present, to be here and now. Super hard, super hard, like so hard. Because we're bombarded continuously about what happened in the past and what's gonna happen in the future and all these prophecies and all these things that make us so nervous and prevents us and steals from us the present moment. And I know you've heard this a thousand times, and if not, I'll, I'll just share it with you. That's why it's called the present, because it's a gift. It's a gift we were granted, and we're granted every single minute. If you think about it, there's no future. It's happening now, past, now, past, 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 right? We are creating our future as we go. And this Dr. Joe Dispenza said in a wonderful way. The only way to predict your future is to create it. And how do you create it? In the present. You can't create it in the past. You have to create it in the present. And how do you create a state? You be, you are in that state. And then it follows. It's like a magnet. If you're only thinking of problems, you're going to create more problems. If you're only thinking of sadness, you're only going to create sadness. If you're thinking of war, if you're thinking of loss, if you're thinking of, of fear, that's all you're going to feel because that's who we are. Nature, creation is perfect. There are no vacuums. You can't be here and also be there. We're not God. <laughs> so if we want to be present, we have to be present fully with everything. And take the joy that a child would take and take it all in. Really like bathe in that perfect moment. And if it's not perfect, make it perfect. Create it for yourself. And seriously, guys, I'm talking to me. I have such a hard time with this. Like, oh my gosh, so much problems, you know, so much trouble really being present. Because I have so much to do. But then I remind myself, okay, just sit down, sit down, shh, shh, quiet that monkey mind of yours and just be, even if it's for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, enjoy 
the quiet. Enjoy your children. Enjoy your book. Enjoy the fact that you're here. Right now, you're not lacking anything. Right now, you have everything you need. In this specific moment, you have everything you need. And guess what? If that will be our mindset, we will not be in lack. The mentality of lack comes because we think erroneously that if we get, if we buy, if we go, if we purchase, oh, that's what's going to give me happiness. Why? Because I need it. Oh, but then there comes the question. You know, that quote that goes, that says, if you're not happy with what you have right now, what promises you that you're going to be happy with more? And it's always like, what do you mean? But I want a better job and I want a better salary and I want to buy for my children this and that. Yeah. But really, 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 do you need it or do you want it? Whatever you need, you have right now. And that for me is an eye opener. First of all, because we have this illusion of satisfaction and excitement and getting more and 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 being that happiness is on the other side on in the side that i of what i don't have in the place where i don't live in the idea or ideal of everything that i'm not that's where happiness is because right now i can't be happy with my current situation so it must be that i have i have to acquire it else you know elsewhere like i have to go somewhere else i have to be someone else in order to be happy and the good and bad news is that first of all you're never going to be happy if that's your that, that's your idea because that is the false idea of getting on a high like all these addictions you know uh, alcohol and sex and pornography and and everything that's out there it's about being in a state that actually disconnects you from who you really are. It's not happiness. It's it's forgetting of your sorrows. It's it's forgetting to be present. It's forgetting that your life is happening right this second. It's not there. It's not in the internet and it's not in the food and it's not in the alcohol and it's not in the shopping, whatever mall or online shopping. It's not there. And hey, hey, I'm not talking here from the saintly, uh, you know, uh, throne. I'm, I'm as bad as anyone else. I'm as human and as erroneous and as addicted as anyone else. But, but the one thing I can say is that I'm trying, right? We can only do our best. And that's what's expected of us. And I urge you to also do your best in really trying to find that place where you can say, ah, I got it, I got it, I got it. And you like tweeze and you know, with the tweezers, you pick it and you say, okay, I'm not gonna let go of this because this is important for me. So I don't wanna make this way too long, although it's the first episode and I'm so excited and I can talk um, forever. Um, but I do want to talk about like practical, because I said, I, I teach and I, I can give you concepts and I can talk to you about many philosophical things and thoughts that go in my mind. But I want to get, in Hebrew, we say tachlis. We want to go to the bottom of it and we want to, uh, you know, and I and actually this space is going to be about real conversations also. We're going to talk about everything that happens in life, especially in the women's life. And we're going to talk about uh, women's issues and family and intimacy and children and putting up with so many things uh, that, that are happening. But right now, I think the happiness is a good place to start because I want to leave you with food for thought. 
and I think I think you know it, it could be it could be really uh wonderful so I want to teach you how to get high on your natural self mm, okay that sounds cool um so like I said before you know we have to understand that every human on this earth was born and created in order to live a full satisfying happy life do you get it you were born to be in a state of happiness. So when you know that's your natural state, when you are all confused and messed up and you want to reach the place of homeostasis and really get into that place that, you know, that quiet, that peace, that place that says, ah, you know, I'm relaxed. Know that your relaxed state, your natural state is happy. And when we remember this every moment of our lives, I think we become more aware and we become more conscious and we can reach out to it in a better way okay we deserve to be happy do you hear me you deserve to be happy and for that we have to remember that we are a gift to the world we came with so much light we have to be in that state in order to project it. We have to connect to that place of light, of innocence, of curiosity, of belonging, of, of becoming, of deserving in order to be our best selves and to feel happy. So that's first of all, okay? So know that, please. However you want to put it in your brain, do it. Write it, sing it, dance it. Whatever it is you, you want to do, please do it. Second of all, it's true that we were all born to have a satisfying uh, life, but we cannot reach that while not taking care of our surroundings. Meaning we have to be conscious of people, not to hurt them, not to over, you know, override them, not to hurt, not to inflict pain, not to do anything that could hurt other people because if we do that in order to acquire or achieve happiness, it's not going to happen. Not for me, not for them, not for anyone. And we're all connected. We're all a big chain of energy. And whatever I do has an impact on every single aspect of creation. We're going to go deeper into that in other episodes. But right now, um, uh we we have to we have to be conscious of our surroundings and really another another thing to not just be conscious of not hurting but actually be conscious of giving we have to be a giver each one of us is meant to be a giver because in creation everything is a chain of we receive like the word kabbalah we receive in order to give okay so whatever situation you're in, whatever sadness, whatever sorrow, whatever hardship you're going through. First of all, know that I'm here. I hear you. I see you. I feel you. And I hold space for that pain and that sorrow. And if there's anything I personally can do, please reach out. I'm going to leave here all my, you know, contacts. But when you're in a place that is completely dark, um, the only way out is thinking out of yourself, thinking about someone else. And I know it's hard to grasp, but I can tell you one time I was giving a talk and it was a beautiful 
intimate feminine energy circle. It wasn't so intimate. We were over 80 women, but we we were sharing and we were learning and we were going into deep conversations. And one of the ladies stood up brave. She stood up and she said that she had lost her husband two years prior to that meeting and her life ended. She wasn't traveling anymore and she wasn't meeting with the friends. And she said, it almost feels like I didn't, I wasn't living my own life. Like I was living a couple's life. And when he passed away, all of a sudden my life was gone. And seriously, out of deep love and empathy, I told her that I'm sure, and this is something I, I really believe, I'm sure that you're not alone in this pain and in this loneliness and in this big question mark of what is my life right now. What would you say to start a support group to help other women maybe, you know, deal with this and maybe understand a little bit better? Because it's not like the pain of someone else makes your pain less uh, less hard or less painful, <laughs> redundantly. But it kind of like gives you perspective that that loneliness you're feeling is not so much a real thing. Like it's, it's your, that little inclination we have to say, oh, you're alone. It's only you. You're getting the worst of life. And, you know, probably God has it on you and all this kind of self-inflicting, you know, pain that we, we do. So she called me like six months later and she told me, Natalie, the best thing you said in that gathering was for me to reach out. First of all, I think it saved my mental health. But now, all of a sudden, it's like I realized that I went through that loss and pain. And this is personal. That's what she said. This is not doesn't apply for everyone. But she said that that pain she went through made her realize that it was in order for her to be able to help other people. So not always, but most of the times when we are going through a hard time and we cannot get out of that rut and we feel we're losing ourselves in that pain or that, ah, oh, you know, that, that, that overwhelming state, the only way to pull that string, remember that like thread that it's all enmeshed and like in our brains, the only way to pull that first thread is maybe reaching out to someone else or doing something for someone else or giving of your service or your wisdom or your time or your money or whatever it is that you have left in that moment, try and think of another person. Try and think of giving it over. And you'd be surprised. I'd love to hear your comments on that, okay? And number three, uh, we know that like attracts like. Life is a... <laughs> It's a game of uh, of magnets, as above, so below, as inside, so outside. We are in this like hologram, right? Like we we bring to our lives what we're thinking of, what we are in the state we are, that's what we attract. So when we are in a circle that has a positive attitude, that is optimistic, that looks forward to things, that has this encouraging vibe, chances are you won't be able to be in a state of 
sadness or sorrow. Why? First of all, may, you may feel embarrassed, like, oh my gosh, everybody here is so happy. Like, what? I'm going to start bringing all my problems? <laughs> Could be. But also because that's your natural state, remember? That's how you want to be. So that is what you have to reach out to people that can pull you out of that yucky mud and really give you that sense of recovery, of like remembering, putting back the memories in your mind that, oh, this is who I am. I am happy. I am not sad. I feel sadness, but I am happy. And the I am has a huge impact on how we talk. Because I am is talking to your essence, to your soul. Your soul is naturally happy. Circumstances, life, the outside world, all these lies that we are being fed, yeah, that can make you be in a state of, of unhappiness. But but you should know that um that this is this is actually um not your natural state. So be together with people that are naturally happy or positive or optimistic or proactive. Maybe you can talk about your problems in a circle like this lady when she opened her circle. They spoke about their sorrow, their loss, their pain, but they were together. And I'm sure they had many plans to do different things, to reach out for other people, to do something that really brings them a sense of purpose. Because I know you're familiar with this, that one of the basic needs of a person is to belong and to feel purpose in their life. And to feel purpose, you have to do things that make you feel like that. You can't just feel it because that's how we are. We're a combination of, yes, information that comes from our cognitive senses, but also we have to feel it. And, and, and we have to make ourselves available to feel it. We have to open up to this feeling. So, so that, is, that is what I'm trying to encourage you. And number four, and I think this will be the last, is that some people are just like waiting to be happy. Do you know such people? Like, oh, when my, my kids grow up, then I'll do what I love and then I'll be happy. Or when I move into the suburbs, oh, that, sure, that's when I'm going to be happy. Or when I remodel the kitchen, oh, I've been waiting for so long to remodel my kitchen, for sure I'll be happy then. Oh, when my child graduates from high school and then he goes off to college and I'm alone, that's when I'm going to be happy. Or when my husband changes or when I lose 50 pounds or when I reach my goal, uh, you know, to, to earn a million dollars a year or when whatever you feel the blank. And if you wait for happiness to come, if happiness is your normal state and your normal state is life, oh, then you're waiting for life to pass in order to be happy. You know how many people I've heard and read, and actually I know a few, that waited for the moment they retired in order to do things they love, and by then something happened and they couldn't do it. I have a friend, she was waiting for her kids to leave off to college and you know, and, and, and to be like free. And then she got fibromyalgia and she started feeling sick and she couldn't move. She didn't do that hike ever still till this day. You know how many people say, okay, when I retire, then I'm going to do what I love. I was always an accountant, but I always loved traveling and now I'm going to travel or I'm going to do art or I'm going to write my novel. And guess what? It never, never comes, never happens. Why? 
because we're waiting for something to happen, to pass, to be in order for us to enter that state. And we forget that it's not outside of us, it's here, now. Now I'm happy. I'm happy because I'm sharing with you. I'm happy because I'm doing something I love. I ha I'm happy because I'm in my essence right now. And I'm sure I'm like drilling you. <laughs> this is what I love doing. So if you're here listening to me, thank you. I appreciate it so much. And I wish for you to feel every moment of your life like I'm feeling right now. Because this has been a very long project for me and I don't even know if I'm doing it right I don't even know if this is how you do a podcast but I don't care I'm sharing with you my heart my soul my mind and I invite you to be part of this beautiful mind soul academy and please train your your brain to acquire the skills you need in order to be in a state of innocence curiosity happiness homeostasis harmony truth because this is your truth. You want to live in truth? You want to live in your truth? You got to live in happiness. You got to be in a state of mind of happiness. And if someone says, how can you be so happy? Look what's happening around you. Oh, that's exactly it. It's happening around me. And I am not what's happening around me. I refuse to give in to what the news wants want to sell me or to the horrible things are happening. I can be empathetic. I can understand. I can be proactive. I can help as much as I want, but it cannot affect our normal state of being. Do you understand? Do you understand the difference? If you let situations outside of yourself decide how you're going to feel, you're always going to be a slave and never feel it for yourself because you're going to always need like, confirmation okay now this can make you happy you go to a party oh now you can be happy you go to a funeral oh no no you have to be sad oh and now you lost someone okay da, da, da. and and this is how we go and 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 no remember what i said at the beginning it's not mutually ex exclusive you can be happy and feel other feelings but happiness is a state of being so my wish for you besides having a great new month the may you tap into all the new channels and all this amazing energy that's coming down. May you always remember who you are, which is happy. And just shine that light, please. Thank you so, so much. I love you all. I'll remind you to subscribe and to leave me your comments and to uh, tell me what, what you think about this episode. And I'd love to hear from you. All the best. Love you guys. Bye.